Hi, I'm Joel Gould, and welcome to another edition of NRL.com's preview pod, uh, Pearl's preview pod, should I say, and I'm here with Steve Renoff, as we are every week, Steve, and uh, another week, another loss for the Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, getting in dire straits at the moment, Joel, so um, a game which we thought uh, was their, their market to win and get on with the season um, didn't wasn't quite to be, so we've got to push forward to this week. Yeah, it was a diabolical first half. Uh, they lost. They were down twenty-two nil against the Titans, and the fans were booing. I, I, Justin Mills, Rogers yeah. <coughs> said it at halftime um, for Fox Sports that he'd never heard that before, and, and Darius Boyd spoke at length after the game about how upsetting that was. Uh, but he he did say the fans had every right. Yeah, well, to do I look, that. they just they got ambushed. I, I've got to be honest. Um, we got belted in the middle. Their forwards, Titans forwards, came out. Really strong, tough in defence, um, and also in attack. Uh, they weren't wrapping the ball up. There was a lot of second phase put on by the Titans. It was it was just an all round poor performance. Yeah, well, we'll talk the, about the, Bron- the Broncos. It was, and we'll just certainly talk about them a bit more. Uh, obviously, in this podcast, but yeah. um, there's been a bit of speculation, of course, about whether Anthony Seabold, the coach's job, was secure. Um, Carl Morris, the chairman of the club, has said that uh, he won't. You know, he won't be sacked. Mm. He's made that pretty clear. Uh, News News Corporation, of course, is the majority owner of the Broncos. Yeah. And um, uh, Carl Morris indicated in one interview that unless he was told otherwise by them uh, that Anthony Seabold was, was staying on. Yeah, well, look, and that's to be seen, you know. It, um, it's going to be one of those things. I mean, he's, you know, he, he's made a couple of big calls this week, Anthony Seabold, as a coach, and... Um, you know, to get the backing of Carl Morris. I mean, that you can take that either way, to be honest. Um, you know, he, he's sort of putting the laying the blame back in News Limited's lap there too. If you get that one, so he's not making the decision, and uh, just gonna it's gonna be interesting week or two at the club. Put it mm. that way. <clears throat> well, we all know about the old saying about the full support of the board. <laughs> yeah, we've heard that. But to be Sorry. honest, I mean, Wayne, Sorry. I remember Carl Morris. Um, Told Wayne Bennett that he was there, you're our coach. He said that to him, and a week later he was no longer the coach. Yeah. So, look, we take people at their word, but it, as we know in rugby league, things can change very quickly. I don't expect it will in this instance. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't, I don't expect it to personally. That's my, no, my well, own well, personal view. I don't well, have any. Well, he really needs to win. Like, that that team really needs to win. It needs to get on a win and get on a roll. Yeah. And, and sort of make its way up the table and show that it can improve. That's yes. the, I think that's what is going to be the key in the next 13 weeks. Can this team, where it's at now, where's it going to be in 13 yeah, weeks? Yes, exactly. Okay, Steve, well, we've got a blockbuster um, at Suncorp Stadium. Um, the Melbourne Storm what a uh, game. wouldn't have expected this at the start of the year, but with everything that's happened off the field, they're now based in Queensland and they're playing the Roosters, um, the replay of the a rematch, rather, of the 2018 well, Joel, grand final. Yeah. What, what, what about this for a blockbuster here in Brisbane? Um, I, I don't even think the Broncos on the weekend and Titans and the Titans didn't reach their 10,000 and whatever it is. This is going to be a full house. So it's probably, I think, um, hasn't this, it's gone out even further now? For, I'm not quite sure. From I, Friday? I think something's happened today. I'm not across it at yeah, the moment. Yeah, so... Uh, I think it's just broken just recently, but I'm not sure what's going on here at, at Suncorp, how many is going to be in there. Yeah. But yeah, there'll be more than 6,000, you would think. Without a doubt. Um, you, you can't miss out on this one. You know, 
it's the uh, the fourth Queensland team, the Melbourne Storm, playing up here against the Roosters. What what a game! Well, it's got everything to the, both sides. Obviously, premiership contenders for sure. Roosters look ominous. The Storm chipping away. They're not not at the same level as the Roosters. Injuries, I don't think. Got a major injury. Well, Riley Jacks is into the team in place of Cameron Munster, who's got some medial damage to his mm. knee. That's that's a big loss. That is a big loss. That, that for me that I looked at that and I've looked at the two teams and look the Roosters are on fire and look Melbourne have been been good but they're, they're not playing to their to their peak I don't think um, but they're still winning games um, but the thing is a, a big hole left by Munster I think that's going to only concern for me uh, for, with this game. Well, the great thing is they do have Cameron Smith there who, yeah. who can play as an extra half if need be. Uh, Riley Jacks has been named with Jerome Hughes in the halves. Probably not the most dangerous halves pairing we've no. ever seen from Storm. But uh, Smith, uh, was when he was a young bloke, uh, he definitely played a bit of that position uh, oh, yeah, and, sure. uh, in the halves. And uh, he, he can do it anyway. Well, he can do it anyway. I think we've actually seen him... Played that last over his week. career, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you know what I mean. He can do it, um, and you know you can put you can play him anywhere, and and he'll always have the influence. Well, the Roosters again were pushed by the Dragons last week. The Storm had a big win over the Warriors, but um, the Roosters really pushed the Dragons, and once again they rallied despite some terrible injuries to Victor Adley. Yes, yeah. as well as Sam Verrills. They're going to miss Radley in particular because he's like a second, a third half. And yeah. he's such a tough competitor. He is. He is. Great he's, defender. Yeah, he's another ball player. Uh, you know, one of your back row ball playing forwards. You know, when we used to have a few of them back in the day with the Brisbane Broncos. You know, Terry Madison, even Trevor Gilmister, and um, tough as nails. And um, they, they're really going to miss him. Well, the, the great thing is they they bring in Nat Butcher into the thirteen, and he's he's been one of the most improved players. And this is the great thing about the Roosters they can they bring guys in that'll do the job. Uh, the Broncos would kill for a Mitchell Orbison style oh, of player. Yes. Whatever he's asked to do, he just does. Um, so there's been good news for the Roosters too, uh, with friends back in the starting team. Tedesco's back from that head yes. knock, and right and Josh Morris is back. So that's not bad. That's, that, that's, oh, that's, that's some that, good ins. That's a few good ins there. Um, look, uh, either way, this is going to be a tough... I mean, you look at what happened last week. St George really pushed the Roosters. Um, so when you look at the teams where they all sit and the way they're playing, Melbourne are obviously streets ahead of, of St George. So this is going to be a tough match to pick. I, I, I don't, I'm going with my head here, um, and I'm going to go to the Roosters. Uh, everything... That I'm saying is my mind's, you know, sort of going the other way. But um, I, I can't not back the Roosters. Well, I'm going to back the Storm here. Only just, I, I think this is a game. I just think they'll be right up for this. Yeah, I, I think they got the advantage of being here in Brisbane too. To be honest. Well, I like playing at Suncorp, but I just, I, look, I don't think there's much in it. It wouldn't surprise me if the Roosters win, but I'll, I'll back the Storm. Yeah. Only. Because I just I like the look of them. Yeah, I, I just think we're going to see more of Smith in the halves. We've got Nelson Sol- uh, Sofa mm. Solomona. Uh, I think he's going to really want to take um, this game by the scruff of the neck. He's off the interchange bench at the moment, but um, look look for him to do some oh, damage. Oh, the, the clash of the big boys in the middle. Yeah, he's he's one of the biggest. Well, I'm not quite sure what Christian Welsh's situation is um, either at the moment. So uh, Sofa Solomona could come in to start looking at this team. Okay, Friday nights, um, first game, 
since uh, the um, s- s- enforced stand-down period at GIO Stadium in Canberra. The Raiders having trouble in attack at the moment. Yeah, mate. Just can't really... they just lost their mojo in that regard. And they're up against the Dragons, who showing a lot more than what they showed us in the first little period when um, Paul McGregor was under a lot of pressure. They've had a couple of wins, really good performance against yeah. the Roosters. Um, they just need a bit more polish, I think. Uh, they taught a lesson in professionalism by the Roosters. They weren't, yeah. the, fir- weren't the first. But what about these Raiders, Steve? They've got a few issues at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know what's going on there. And then there's, there's news um, Bateman's going to be leaving the team. Next year, yeah, Next year. He, yeah, he's um, obviously injured at the moment. Yeah, injured at the moment. Um, I know that he doesn't have any influence on it, but uh, that that still uh, can rock a group. Um, so, you know, they, they've they've had a, a couple of other injuries as well. But once again, Joel, we, they've lost their attack. They've lost their their way to the line, and uh, it, that is worrying. They'll be worrying for Ricky Stewart. I'm, I'm not sure. As you, I think you did mention, they do miss Bateman in that area. Um, I really believe they do that that yeah. second phase play. Yeah, without a doubt, he's so good at that offload. And um, but they still got the players there to do it. I, I think what they're doing, they put their, they they're putting themselves under pressure. I think they're in that space, probably trying a bit too hard. Um, just watching them play, I, I think they know that's the case. But sometimes, if you if you try too hard in a certain area, it still doesn't come off. I, I think they just got to relax and, and just trust their game plan and, and, and they've got to trust the coach and things will happen for them. I think so. I think being back in Canberra, the Dragons have had a lot of trouble down there over the years uh, in Canberra. Uh, we spoke about Matt Dufty a couple of weeks ago and I interviewed him after the win over the, the Titans. So I, th- I think he's, his game's gone to another level. Yeah, it has. Passing game's just magnificent at the moment. Yeah, he, he's oozing. We know he can run. Oh, he's oozing confidence, isn't he? He's just... Uh, and he, he's added another string to his bow with, with his with his ball play. Um, you know, he he was a runner of the ball, and now he's creating, and um, I like the look. I just love the way he gets around the field. Hmm. I'm tipping the Raiders to bounce back. Yeah, here. I'm too. hoping the Dragons can do it, but I, I just have a feeling this could be a pretty low-scoring affair, I've got a yeah. feeling. I think this yeah. would be a really tough battle. Yeah, I, no, I think out of the two, toughen it out. But you have to go with the Raiders, a, a Ricky Stewart coach Raiders team. Well, a really a game to look forward to. We wouldn't have thought so two weeks ago after the Cowboys' um, performance against yeah. the Tigers, but they bounced back magnificently against um, against the Knights last week. And the Eels got the job done against the Raiders. I think they, they did really well there because Moses oh. lost him, Mitchell Moses, and then Canberra rallied at the end, but then Gutherson... Uh, slotted the field goal and goal yes. point, and I think that was well, that, deserved victory. Deserved victory, and they're the ones a good team wins those matches. Um, you know, with with a bit of diversity, adversity, sorry, during the match, and uh, they're the wins. As a coach, you'd be very satisfied with that win, with everything that went on during the match. Um, so, yeah, um, it's you know, I, I think um, they would have been happy with that. Well, they showed they could get the job done when Moses went off. Uh, former Dragon Jai Fields in to replace him at halfback. Uh, Val Holmes not far away. Uh, so that's good news for the Cowboys. He's not named at the moment in this team, but he's not far off, which is which is really good news. And he's he's been named in the extended um, reserves. But uh, I really loved the halves last week for the Cowboys. They started run. They both they ran, ran yeah. the football together. Like the, the Drinkwater's run the ball sometimes, and Clifford not. But this time they both took I, the I line on. Cl- I, I like that. Clifford's best game. 
um, yeah. possibly for the year. And um, when he runs, he's better, isn't he? He is. He, he is a lot better. He, he reminds me of a Ash Taylor, to be honest. Um, very, very similar, but he needs to run that ball a bit more. But um, yeah, I, I thought he had a great game, and that was a big difference. Obviously, Tom Alolo, another great game mm. in yardage, and um, you know, obviously he's going to be a target. But I, I, I just can't bring myself to back the Cowboys. I, you know, big improvement last week, but is it good enough to beat a team like the Eels? I don't think it probably will be if, if yeah. the Eels are on. Yeah. But I did like the, the Cowboys forwards were great last week, and the desire and hunger was there right from the outset. They really did put um, Newcastle the sword in that first half. I did have a chat to Scott Drinkwater um, today uh, on the phone. Uh, I mean, he, he did mention that he's enjoying being coached by Paul Green. But uh, he said one thing Green has been in his ear about is defensively he's got to be better. And I think that's certainly the case for the whole team. Because yeah. we spoke last year and the year before about them struggling to score. Well, that's not a problem. Well, their defence is defence has been a bit loose, and um, you know they've shown that. Just have a look at the points yep. scored against them, and that they fixed. You know they have fixed that to a certain extent with a win, but um, they still got to work a lot harder in that area. Mm. Okay, oh, well I'm, we're both on the same page there, both tipping the Eels. The, the Titans, after that great win over the Broncos, uh, they're back at Seabus Super Stadium up against the Sharks, who are showing some signs yeah. that they could be a top eight. I'm look. You look at this Sharks team on paper, and I think that this is good enough to play in the top eight. Their form wasn't indicating it, but we're seeing some really good stuff from them. They were too good for injury ravaged Manly, but they played so well. And all of a sudden, that, that spine of Moylan, Johnson, Townsend with um, Blake Braley, it's just looking the goods, isn't it? They, they were all very good. They all were all One, very six good. One, six, and seven were very good in particular. It's like they came together for this match and it sort of all clicked for them. You know, we, I think we've been waiting for that, um, but... You know, getting the players back and they, they get their rhythm back, and they certainly hit their straps last week. Look, you know, with down that sea bus, Titans coming off a great win. I was really impressed, like I said before, the Titans and what they did in the middle early in the match. They really ambushed, I thought, and really fronted our forwards, the Bronco forwards, and I just they put them off kilter. And uh, if they can do that again, they're every chance of, of, of picking the Sharks off. and you know, they're a good team if, if everything goes okay for them. Yeah, well, I loved the um, Titans last week. I thought Hipgrave was enormous. Yeah. Uh, Mo Fatawaka is just always good for them. He's a bit like Payne Haas for Brisbane. And um, Sam Lasani, well, he was he's a powerhouse. I think he's been a really good signing. But yeah, I like, I like the forwards for the well, Titans. I don't think they're going to get as much latitude on the edges that they got yeah, from well, the Broncos' defence, which yeah. has had issues on those edges. And we saw Proctor in particular uh, make a lot of ground yeah, down as And as I mentioned, Joel, will they get the freedom against a team like the, the Sharks? The Broncos, as I said, in the first half, the uh, Titans got a lot of second phase going and uh, they weren't wrapping, the Broncos weren't wrapping the ball up. I'm not sure the Sharks are probably a bit more disciplined in, in the middle and on that edge, um, more so than the Broncos have been. So, But I'm, I'm actually going to tip the Titans. I, I think they can get confidence out of last week and bring it into here, you know, playing at home. Well, I'm going to tip the Titans as well, and I, I just feel we're seeing some really good signs. The two games we've seen the Titans win, Ash Taylor's come to the fore. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure that the, the pennies drop with him now, that if he gets involved... And gets, and especially when he gets that confidence going early and sets up tries, and he well, did that against the Broncos. How satisfying kicking. was that? Would that have been for him playing yeah. his old team, um, and just to get that one out of the road? And as I said, probably his best game of the season. 
by far. By mm. far, and you know he's got to carry that in the next week. And, mm. and Jai Arrow, he just brings out another ex Bronco. Um, you know he, he week to week he's just consistently playing good, tough footy. Mm. Yeah, I like the time. I think Holbrook, you can see that he's he's sort of getting this team towards where they need to be. They're not there yet, but they're well on their way. And uh, so I can we're see both, both going both Titans. Times, yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's the first game on Saturday. I'll be down at that one and uh, the, for NRL.com. Then the big one uh, for you, Steve, and for all Broncos fans, and, and certainly for this team, is um, against the Warriors. Now, we're doing this uh, podcast before Roger Tuivasa-Shek has been to the judiciary. He's yes. got a um, judiciary appearance for a, a shoulder charge, charge, so we're not quite sure whether he's um, going to be there. But David Fusatua is back on the wing. Patrick Herbert's in the centres. Jared Bilge reserves. You look at this Warriors team, and they've they've been competitive early the last few games they've lost, but then they fall apart once the opposition gets a roll on. They've come up against some pretty good teams, um, none better than the Melbourne Storm from yeah. last week. But uh, I, I think this is a game where guys like Blair, Harris, Parsi, they're going to have to lead the way. And Blake Green and Nick Arima are going to have to take over. Two of us, Sheck, would be a massive loss. But look, I, I don't know what to make of this uh, game. Who to who to tip? All I will say is that the Broncos have to be close to a win. And one thing that Anthony Seabold's done, I'll get you to talk about this, Steve. He's he's dropped Corey Oates, um, a winger. Yeah. Uh, he's kept the back line intact, basically as it is. Matt Lodge didn't train on Tuesday, but he's been named a prop. And the bench has got Deard and Flegler, Kennedy and Tio on it. And so there's no sign of Oates. He's been named 18th man. Mm-hmm. So he could come into the team. Well, I, look, I, I, well don't, I don't really know what you gain out of dropping a winger, to be honest. Well, he wasn't. He didn't play well. Once again, Joel, there's six other players who didn't play as well. And poor old, someone made a comment on social media about, um, you know, once again, you know, the wingers get blamed for... For a team loss, and uh, I, and I've never got my head around that as well because it's happened for a millennia in rugby league, and poor old wingers get get beat with the heat with all the all the crap. But anyway, look, whether or not that was a great move or not, I mean, we do expect a lot more out of out of Corey Oates, and he has been very quiet. Um, but look, I'm I'm a little bit torn with this game. I'm obviously I back the Broncos because of my heart, but um, the, the Warriors. Could be so likely. I mean, two ex Broncos there, and um, you know, Cody Nickarima and and Blair. I mean, Blair could easily come out and fire this team up to do the Broncos, and you know, we've seen him do it before. And and Cody Nickarima would be wanting to have a big one. <laughs> so, so I'm 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 torn. I'll go the Broncos, but not with confidence. Yeah, well, God, I don't know what's going to happen. To, to be honest, we don't know. We we keep but, waiting but, for the Broncos but, but, but to win a game, and they, they haven't done it. And this is as good a chance. As but they're going to but get. doesn't that show where we're at um, with this team with Brisbane? Because we just don't know what we're going to get, and that's un, that's that's unheard of for this team. You know, for it's un, I say it again, it's un Bronco like that. I just don't know who's coming out this week. Hmm. Um, who's going to stick their hand up? Well, really, no one's stuck their hand up in the last well since the season started. To be honest, so since it restarted, <laughs> so yeah. so someone needs to stick their hand up, and I haven't seen it yet. 
No, no, we're yet to see it. Uh, there's going to be some guys coming back from injury very soon, so I think this team is on notice. I think right across the positions, yeah. when you think that Tony Staggs is not far away, Dave Feeder's not Ooh. far away, and Jesse Arthurs is not far away. Um, so well, there's there's some guys there that are going to, and Jake Turpin's not far away. So I think it's getting to the crunch point. If the Broncos can't beat the Warriors. Uh, this weekend, and then these guys come back from injury, uh, then mm. there's going to be some more changes. Made. Oh, without a doubt. I think Seabold I mean, has got a point in that uh, I don't know where he would go uh, in the key positions here. The only thing he could have done is maybe bring in Deard and, and put Milford back to fullback. I, I don't think you do that unless you're going to do it for the whole season, do no. you? That's not the answer, I don't believe. But is, I, there's yeah. not a lot of options there for him, really. Uh, no. Except Dearden into the halves. Well, and, well, and just plain dropping one of the halves. That's well, all he could do. It, without a doubt. And that, that's probably on the cards because um, Turbin's definitely will make a difference when he comes back. We know that. And Fafita will make a massive difference. So those two coming back and, and just whoever they replace mm. uh, will make a big difference to this team because Fafita does have that, you know, or about him, so. Hmm. Well, you'd think if um, Turpin comes back from injury that uh, Isaac Lou could go to the to the bench yeah. role, without or, a doubt. Uh, if not the, not necessarily that maybe Turpin would come back off the bench, which would mean that Dearden wouldn't be playing unless he's playing in the halves. Yes. So, so I, I get a feeling this could be a really big game for Croft. This yeah. One, I think. You know, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, they they're still protecting um, Anthony Milford. That's okay. Um, you know. Um, but you know that that's got to be wearing thin sooner or later if, if he doesn't pull out a pull out a good game. So look, it could be either or um, there. Mm. But um, going forward, depending on what happens this weekend, mm. I do like the look of the Broncos pack yeah. in this game over the Warriors pack. I just feel like if there's going to be a game where they can get some real ascendancy, it could be this one. But um, I, yeah, we don't we don't know with the Broncos. I'm tipping them though, the Broncos. Yeah, so am I. Yeah, I'm going the Broncos. Oh, there's a blockbuster coming on um, Saturday night, the last game of the round at Bank West. Um, West Tigers up, West Tigers up against Panthers. Um, Madge has done a mm. really good job turning this team around, and they're unchanged after their big win over Canterbury. They were pretty ruthless. They were. Um, the Panthers just uh, just keep get, keeping on. Um, so they're um, got they've got Josh Mansour in in place of Brent Naden. So. The Panthers look like a team well on track, don't they? To they to, do to make that, an they've impact just, on this competition. Yeah, Cleary had such another another good game. He just shows his authority when he's out there, and um, you know that they are they've the restart of the season. They're just they're they're becoming a bit of a powerhouse, and um, you know I can't see them you know going down in this game. I know it's going to be a tough one, that, and the Tigers, you know, have put a great game together, and I think Madge has, has really stiffen them up. They're, they're a real competitive team and as you said last week, they they, they didn't put, take the foot off the accelerator and that's what you want to see. You want to t- see a team like that finish off and they did do that last week but um, whether or not they're, they're good enough to beat the Panthers I'm not sure. Well, Harry Grant's been outstanding. Oh, yeah. I, um, what a player. We've got a uh, we're tipping who's going to win the Daly M in our NRL.com expert predictions about the various matters that we have every week and I I've seen how well he's polled. Yeah. He's well, well, he's actually up, he's second to Tom Malolo, isn't he? Or that's right. No, he's just yeah. behind Tom Malolo. Yeah. The thing is I like about him is he's so crafty and uh, oh, he's involved good. and consistent that 
in a team like the Tigers, he's going to stand out. And he stands out in a game anyway, across oh, the whole 34 players. So I think he's been a revelation. Oh, without a doubt. I just love his maturity as a young player. And what he does, he just he's just like he's been there forever. Um, he's just come straight into this team and he's just dominating. He's very... He's very Cameron Smith-like, to be honest. You know, he, mm. he doesn't think too much, but he knows what he's doing, um, um, and he dominates. If you're looking at two two of the best signings in the comp, you couldn't go past the two hookers in this game because Happy Corusau has been great for, <laughs> for Penrith, hasn't he? Like, yeah. He's made a real difference. Yeah, uh, and he's a guy that's won a comp, obviously. Uh, people, you can easily forget that he played in the South Sydney Grand Final, oh, yeah. win, didn't he, okay. when Isaac Luke was out? Yes. So, um, yeah, he's... He's a good little player, and he, he as you said, he's smart around the ruck, and um, he, he gets his forwards going. I, I like his uh, his burst out of dummy half, Corus. He, he's a good little player. Yeah, it's it's working really well, re- working really well for the, uh, Ivan Cleary's team. Uh, look, I'm going to tip the Panthers, and I, I just feel like it's going to be close, and Cleary will come to the fore. Yeah. He just keeps doing it. He's dominant, isn't he, at the moment? He, he's just running them around the field, and... He seems to have so much time, and that, that's a good player to do. Um, mm. But he's got a lot of time to do do mm. everything. Why, why is that, Steve? I mean, you've watched a lot of really good players. And the King, Wally Lewis, oh. always seemed to have a force field around him yeah. that kept people at bay. He had so much time. How do you do that? What's a, I mean, obviously, he doesn't have more time than any other person, but it See, makes, he makes it look like he does. I don't know whether it's a mental thing with the defensive team around him, whether in, but... The, the, a certain players that have it, obviously Wally Lewis is one. You could say Andrew Johns was another, Darren Lockyer. Mm. But Cleary's also got it, you know. It's um, it's it's like well, they got spiders on them. But um, I, I think it's they just carry this confidence um, that we all you, you all feel. Um, and I can I can remember that with Darren Lockyer to be honest. Um, he just had this confidence and he had so much time to do things. And uh, Cleary's one of them. And I, I don't can't really pinpoint Joel. Uh, Back to your question, what it is, but but it is. I don't know whether it's just a, a mental thing from the opposition. Um, yeah, mm. you do give him a little bit more. Time, I don't know. Well, we know when we watch enough football, you know it when you see it, don't you? you or is it you their, see players? Yeah. Or is, it, is it their positioning? Um, yeah. You know, they're alert to where the where they again. All that. Yeah, everything. Mm. So just come second nature to them. Yeah. Well, I always felt like Kevin also Walters made a lot of things oh. look easy that were very hard. Yes. I was showing some highlights the other day of some of his um, games, and he, he look his passing game made it look very easy putting people in the holes. But it w- obviously it took a lot of practice, and I but, think positioning, awareness, all those things yeah. combined, don't they? Yeah, like it, you were the beneficiary of it. From yeah, him. exactly. And, and Kevin, they're, they're players that are just they got this peripheral. Mm. It, it's like it's not you, you talk about peripheral vision, but you're very aware. It's like you got a, a radar or a sonar that you can. You know what's here. You might not be looking there, but you know, and you can just see um, mm. what. It, it, it's really it is. You, you're actually pl- they're probably playing a player to ahead of everyone else. Yeah, because they can see what's going to eventuate. Mm. Yeah, well, we see that with uh, with Cleary and with the very good players in the game. But uh, yeah, I just think too much class. Yeah, I know? think so too with Penrith. Their forwards, um, you know, they, they've got a good balance and and Cleary to lead them around. Well, this is a big game for Manly, I think, on Sunday up against yeah. the Knights. Big game for the Knights, too. They were very disappointing, I thought, um, when yeah. they turned up in Townsville. They, they just had nothing. Yeah, um, I don't know what went on there. They um, had nothing early in the game. They really didn't turn up. Um, yeah. Brabham Best back from that quarantine week um, that he had. Uh, Herman SES, he starts at lock. Um, 
with uh, Glasby out. But for Sea Eagles, it's at, this is at Lotto Land, so they're back in um, God's country out there <laughs> in the northern beaches for the first time um, since the shutdown. And Moses Suley, he's a big in. Uh, he's coming in after that dislocated finger. Marty Tapao be better for the run from last week. Yep. He's moving into the starting side for Kepi. So they need that. Mainly because without Travojevic, they've lost their try scorer and try creator. And yes, we, we're seeing that already, aren't we? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it just shows how important he is to that team, and they—they're just—they're wanting when they get to that that phase of their play uh, when he's involved, which is majority when they want a strike weapon. Mm. It's just not there for him at the moment. No, well, Suli's a different kind of player. It's going to be harder for him too without um, without. Travojevic there yeah. as well because I mean I think he's going to be a go-to man for Manly because I think he can create he's got a lovely pass to yeah. flick and a, and a beautiful passing game as well as all that strength so Manly showed a lot of ticker again in the second half but their injuries to those key men yeah. they're 5-8 in their fullback again they've got these key positional injuries well you wouldn't credit it really that Manly could be that unfortunate yeah you know, second year running but they have been yeah that's exactly what I was going to say that's what happened to them last year and we saw them fall away and but the the big one is is Jake Travojevic um look I, I think the, the Knights will bounce back in this one I, I think they'll yeah. they were and they'll recognize they were poor um and their coach definitely won't want another performance and those players won't want another performance like that so I'm back in the nights for this one. Yeah, so am I, Steve. I just, I just think Manly is going to go through a bit of a tough yeah. period here, and uh, whether they can bounce back again like they did last year, it's going to take a, a big effort. It is, yeah. it is a lot of land though, so that does play into their favour slightly. Um, okay, the final game of the round, and this is a danger game for the Rabbitohs. They're mm. not really impressing me that much. No. The South Sydney, they look a bit. Um, Blacklustre, to one of a better word, and they were, couldn't hang on to the football against Penrith. Um, the Bulldogs, uh, gallant once again. The results don't, and the, and the losing margins don't indicate how hard they're trying. But they've lost one of their better players in Will Hopewade. That's that's a big loss for them. Um, and Jake Avarillo and uh, Kerrod Holland are both uh, out of the back line. Uh, so we've got DWZ's moving to fullback. Uh, uh, Smith and Montoya the centres and um, Meany and Crichton are onto the wing so I mean it's a huge backline reshuffle there not, not too bad though Joel when you think about it um, Zlesiak going back to fullback that's nothing wrong with that He, mm. I think that's his he has played fullback before um, I, I don't mind him back there and you, so I, look they have been trying hard um, the doggies um, but uh, it's, just, it's going to be very interesting for him, um, yeah. Whether they can get that, that you know, that game that they that their coach would be looking for. Roberts, uh, James Roberts, that is starts yeah. uh, with Braden Burns on the bench in this game. South have got to win this, don't they? If they're, they if, do. they're, if they're going to be if they're serious, they can't lose to the Bulldogs. No, they can't. And look, Wayne will have him up for this game. He's got to be disappointed. They have been full of mistakes. They have been for the last couple of weeks and. Um, it's it's nearly like you know we have this thing around Wayne you know playing a simple game but they've they've probably been too not too simple but lackluster they just haven't had that bit of an edge that they need um, mm. and they've got the players to do it so I'm not sure what's going on there but um, this will be a game they'll target he'll target as a win uh, mm. to to reboot their season I think what'll disappoint him most about last week was the fundamentals of the game were so poor yeah. 
That's what I mean. And they're, they're the simple things. They're, they're the fundamentals. They're the basics. And they just didn't execute them. Mm. It's a good-looking back line. I think it's time for James Roberts uh, to, to really step up, I think. Yeah, like he, we, yeah. we haven't seen him have some of those really brilliant games that he he had. Mm. Especially. Oh, no, look, I, I will still stick up for Jimmy here because I watch him every time he plays. Mm. It's about him getting the ball, good, clean ball. And a lot of the times he doesn't, which is unfortunate. That mm. happened here at the Broncos. I don't Even under Wayne here, I don't think he played him correct. I did have that chat to Wayne. And um, as he said, he's the coach, Steve. I'm the coach. <laughs> and that's all he said to me. But I, I actually believe um, he's not being played properly, mm. I don't think. But I, I'm looking towards him playing with Latrell some, somewhere within the game and running off Latrell. Well, they haven't had it. You, you did speak about this at the start of the year, but yeah. we, haven't really, we haven't really seen them have many games together at all. So. No, but don't worry. Latrell will be looking for him. They're, they're pretty close to mm. that. So mm. um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Jimmy mm. and Jimmy's and he, he's smart enough to sniff it out. I, I know where I'd be if I was in. I'd be mm. I'd be right on Latrell's blurter. Mm. Look, I'd, I I like the Bulldogs' effort, and I I think they're going to be a danger team. I know they've only got two competition points, but they're going to be finishing a lot higher than where they are. I'm I'm convinced that South Sydney you're going to have to be right on their game yes. to win this. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, it's at Bank West. I, I th- I'm t- I'll tip Souths. Yeah, I'm going South as well. They, they Really do need the win. Um, you know, really the Canterbury season's over. It's unfortunate to say that, but they'll come out and stick it to them. But um, it's mm. probably a bit more important to the Rabbits this this match. Um, that's how I view it. Well, Steve, um, it was a couple of weeks ago you wrote a column about that you thought that the, the top seven was definitely the top seven. And then there was going to be a, a build real fight for eighth. Um, since then, we've seen the Tigers rally, yeah. the Seagulls get injuries, and the Raiders just lose their mojo a bit I, I I think yeah it's it's interesting this competition we're going to see I, th- I think you're on the money with what you said uh, with, with everyone fully fit but I, I think there is a top four developing and that's the Eels Panthers Roosters and Storm yes. I really think that and f- probably from fifth right down to um, 11th including the Sharks the, look those sides are right in this for the finals uh, I think the Sharks are in it uh, I'm not sure about the teams after that at this point. No, but, I, I um, think you're right, Joel. And but the, the top four look pretty special to they're, me. They're pretty. Oh, you, you can nearly say yeah, they're pretty well set, but um, there's still a lot of spots to be filled, I think, um, with the rest of the teams in the eight. Mm. Okay, well, it's going to be exciting. Um, looking forward to that uh, Warriors v Broncos game to see whether the Broncos can finally turn it around because they'd... They need to do it now, otherwise, if they don't win this game, I, I don't know that they can make the eight. No, and, th- and that's the thing, and that's why I, th- I think this will really, this is the real test for them. Is that they're favourites? Well, they're favourites. Um, they're desperate for a win, so this is really see where their heads at. Um, and look, it hasn't been great during the week. Uh, you know, the Alex Glenn came out; they've been getting death threats, and you know, people don't do that. that that's ridiculous. You know. Mm. Um, you know, these boys are out there trying, even though we might seem like we're heavy on them at times, but that's just the expectation as an ex-player and a commentator um, watching the games. But for, to actually attack them personally like that, no good. No, it's it's awful behaviour, isn't it? Um, they're humans, you know, they're, and they're young men. That's another thing. Hmm. Well, I mean, Alex did say that you know, he accepts the fact that 
people are going to criticise the performance mm. and call for certain people to be dropped. I mean, that's part of the parcel of playing football and being part of this, mm. the um, foot rugby league industry where media, um, you know, you, you, you win, you, you get the headlines. If you lose, you get those. Mm. Alex knows that. And he wasn't talking about that. He was talking about some really ordinary behaviour. Ordinary behaviour. But, mm. you know, you put up with that, Joel, over the years, but not that stuff. Um, and mm. lucky back in the day, we didn't have social media, but... You know, I had people say to my face stuff that you go, hang on a minute, you don't know me. Um, so it really hurts um, mm. when you cop that. And we used to cop it more personally um, from the crowd. Um, you Did know. You? you? Yeah, you. I, I remember someone coming up to me. I wasn't in the plane. I had my, my ex-wife with me. And and I'm, I know I was never known as a grub. Um, and he called me a grub right to my face. And I was like, mate, you don't even know me. Mm. How did yeah. you react to that? Oh, I got a, I got a little bit fired up. Lucky my ex-wife was with me, <laughs> with me. Uh, but it was just outside of uh, the old Lang Park, and um, I hadn't even played the game. I think we were playing the sevens, and he just came out of the blue. And but he, the worst thing was he had a, had his little kid with him, you know, only mm. A, mm. would have been not even ten, and he did that. And I thought, oh, good on you, mate. Good on you. Well, I remember I did a story in um, League Week. Yeah. Uh, with Chris Walker, he he got death threats. Um. Yeah, I, I never got a death threat, but mm. it, it, that's what I mean. Death threats are that next level. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, people. Um, you know, I I I can't understand that. Um, and you know, so but yeah, just don't do it. It's, it's not you know, this, the players don't need it. Well, they they get enough off us, Joel. They don't need they don't need the public. No, send them death threats. Well, I mean, Chris, um, we were looking back at it in hindsight, and he um, he actually had someone say they were going to chop his head off with a samurai sword. Oh Jesus! Uh, you know, and <laughs> run we had ninjas running around. Really, we had ninjas shouldn't really around. laugh about it, but I mean, he he did, was laughing about it ten years on because it sounded like a real. Cr- uh, but there's oh, well. several letters that he he received when he was at South Sydney. Is that right? Someone threatened to shoot him on the way back to the car park and all that sort of stuff. Oh, but um, yeah. I remember. Have we spoken about this before? I, I don't no, I don't, think, I don't think we have. Uh, I remember Wendell was the one that pacified him because Wendell said to him that usually people don't uh, advertise in advance no. that they're going to kill you. If, uh, no. But it was sort of a Chris Walker. The way he told the story, it, I know it's a serious matter. I'm, yeah. I'm not making light of it, but it, it, the way he told it had a bit of a humorous tinge, especially when he brought the samurai sword in. Yeah. But he still kept the letters. He still had them. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was really dis, It was really disconcerting for him at the yeah. time. I... I, I you know, mm. without um, I don't want to speak too much out of school, but you're probably more of a chance of happening in New South Wales and Sydney than here in Brizzy. But anyway, <laughs> I think he was in Sydney at the time, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. Well, like, understandable. Yeah. I think his career was uh, a bit topsy turvy <laughs> at that time. <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. A good time at South Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve. Well, uh, we'll talk next week. See if we can uh, get you a win. Your uh, beloved Broncos. I'd love to see him win. Yeah. I just want to see him bounce back.